0: Hey, y'all. It's me, Grace, on Me Authentically Podcast. Well, you know on this podcast, we keep it real and it is a judgment-free zone, okay? So don't go judging yourself. Don't go judging else. And um, if you be judging me, be quiet about it, okay? Because uh, there is absolutely no judgments going on on Me Authentically Podcast because it's really just about... Embracing yourself authentically, uh, standing in your authentic truth, living in your authentic truth, whatever way that looks like for you. Over here, at me authentically, we are releasing, uh, views. We are releasing ideas. We are releasing, you know, traumas and um, expectations that were put on us from other people, and we are redefining ourselves right we are redefining like how we see ourselves how we think how we act and that uh involves not only like ourselves but our friendships our romantic relationships our work relationships um our goals our dreams our ambitions and most importantly a spirituality okay so just keep that in mind That's what we're doing over here. And uh, if that's not okay with you, it's okay with me. And if that's okay with you, then let's just, you know, continue the journey on. I got some stuff I kind of want to share with y'all today. And in all honesty, I'm really kind of nervous about it. Um, you know, the people closest to me know my truth. Um... But it's it's more so, um, you know, kind of saying it out loud to essentially the world. Because whenever you start to live in your truth, you are opening, you're always opening yourself up for other people's judgments, other people's criticisms, other people's opinion, because everybody has a booty hole. So everybody shits, you know what I'm saying? And so everybody thinks that they have an opinion and they do have an opinion Uh, That doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be shared. Um, A lot of times people can just keep their opinions to themselves. But that's not necessarily a world that we live in. And so something else that we are releasing over here is the fear of the judgments of the people. Because baby, the only one who can judge you. Well, it's only two people. It's you and the God that you serve. You know what I'm saying? Whoever that is. Whether it be spirit uh the universe um source um the mother um your ancestors whoever it is that is at the top for you whoever it is that is the supreme being in your life that is the only person besides yourself that has the authority to judge you and it matter okay everybody else is judgments, everybody else's opinions, they only matter as much as you allow it. And I know like, you know, that can be kind of tricky to maneuver, right? But uh just keep that in mind, okay? As you go about your day to day and you start standing in your truth, you start speaking your truth, you start living in your truth You know, people are not always going to agree with you. They're not always going to high-five you. They're not always going to be proud of you. That's why we release the expectations of others over here as well. So that we are free to live our lives in the way that best suits us. As long as it is healthy, as long as it is beneficial for you, as long as you are reaching the goals that you have set for yourself, I'm cool with that. And you should be cool with that, too. Now, let's talk about it. I'm kind of going to take you back a little bit. Uh, you know, don't worry. This won't. This part won't take long. But I kind of just want to take it back a bit because it kind of takes us to where we are today and why I'm really kind of nervous to have this conversation with you. Um, my journey spiritually has been uh quite the whirlwind okay um i didn't necessarily grow up in church like i mean i went to church my great grandparents were in. my great grandma was in church nana was in church when i spent time with them i was in church and then um eventually you know my mom started going to church all the time so then i was in church with her all the time and then i left home joined the navy was not really involved in church Um, got out, you know, went through some stuff, uh, found myself back in church and I stayed very much heavy in the church for a few years, um, where I was on like the, the praise dance team and ain't got no rhythm ain't got a lick, a, a lick of fluidity, fluidity. I know I'm saying that wrong, but whatever. Girl, I'm not graceful. I'm I'm not as graceful as a box of rocks. Okay? It's just very much robotic over here. So, um, you know, I was on the praise sense team, I was on your greeters committee, um, for a few years I was the assistant over single women's ministry and then I became the head of single women's ministry I was on the intercessory prayer team I was on the outreach team like I was doing a lot of stuff I was really heavily involved in the church I was most definitely abstaining the entire time so like um but I didn't necessarily have the right view of God I'm gonna say at that point in time the view i had of god was very much accurate uh god was angry um he was you know militant in a sense um you had to be perfect uh you were unworthy to receive his love um like you were never good enough um low on the totem pole like god had favorites you know what i'm saying so you know what I'm saying that's definitely something I experienced in the church until I made some decisions and ended up uh, leaving the church very much, uh, uh, abrupt and traumatically and, um, went through some more BS and then, um, started my, this part of my spiritual journey or the part after that, um, in which I was, you know, heavy into tarot readings and. Um, Learning about my ancestors and venerating my ancestors and um, learning about their orishas and, you know, being interested in hoodoo and, like, all these different aspects, right? It wasn't until maybe sometime last year that I started really uh, feeling the call to dive into the church hurt I experienced. And not just what was what uh, was done to me, but the part that I played in it. And um, as I began to like, and in the relationships that I had at the time. And as I began to process that, deal with that kind of stuff. Like I started realizing that there were certain aspects of the church that I missed. Um, but I could never see myself going back to Christianity in the way that it is set up. Because now I feel like my view of God is different. And um, for me, too much negativity is attached to the word God. So in my relationship with God, it is okay. In my relationship, um, so I say spirit. And that's okay in my relationship. That's something that we have discussed. That's something that I can do. Okay? Because it is a personal relationship. You better get you one. Okay? And so in my personal relationship, um, I started to reevaluate and be open to what that looks like. And what that feels like and what is required of me. And, again, this is my journey. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, I flow as I need to flow. I maneuver as I need to maneuver in my personal and spiritual relationship, right? And so, in my personal and spiritual relationship, like, I slowly started listening to gospel. I slowly started praying, although I need to pray more. Um... And scripture right started reading scripture again uh which is something that a friend of mine that I used to have we had the same upbringing and so she was the one who was still like heavily into spirituality I'm talking about we'd be going down the rabbit hole okay but like at but like heavy into like spirituality um but still listening to gospel but You know what I'm saying? Still reading the words, still studying, still pulling stuff apart. And that kind of helped me to embrace that side of me. So I'll always be grateful to her for that. Um, Because she was the one, the bridge that kind of like let me know that this is okay, you know. And was the one that was kind of, was really more influential in helping me to release the mental hold that Christianity had on me, that it has to be this way or no way at all. But in actuality, um is really about your personal relationship, right? My journey is not supposed to look like your journey. Your journey is not supposed to look like anybody else's journey. Your relationship with who is the God of your understanding, whoever that is, whatever you decide to call it, Isn't supposed to necessarily look like anybody else's. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You may go and you may fellowship at the same places and what have you, but your relationship is still supposed to be different in the sense of like this is between you and them. If I'm in a in an intimate relationship with somebody, my intimate relationship is going to look different with person A than it does with person B than it does with person C. You see what I'm saying? And I personally believe it should be the same with, you know what I'm saying, the God of your understanding. And so I'm saying all that to say that, um, you know, as I was going about my journey you know and I'm saying and, and scripture came back to me and I started to embrace it um, a lot more. Um, I was also really fearful of the judgment of people, especially those close to me uh, and more afraid of what that means for me. And does that mean that I have to go back to the way that things were when I was so unhappy, when I felt so unworthy, you know what I'm saying? When I felt so powerless and, you know, spirit told me, no, again, my personal relationship, spirit told me, no, it's not what I have to do. I could just continue on this path because, you know what I'm saying, this is my personal relationship and spirit, you know what I'm saying, does talk to me in many different ways outside of the word, outside of gospel. Spirit will talk to me using animals and numbers and dreams and just anything and everything because I'm open to receiving more than receiving communication in more ways than just one. Right, because I personally feel like if God, if Spirit, if wh- whatever it is to you, the universe, your ancestors, whatever you know, what I'm saying, whatever is the supreme being of your life is truly limitless, right? Then how can I limit the ways in which you communicate with me or I communicate with you? Why do I place limitations on you based off of what somebody else said or what somebody else? Uh, deems as sin or deems as demonic or deems as just perverse like these are things that we should be defining together and if at some point in time it doesn't resonate with me anymore then or with you anymore then you know you can feel free to put it away and move on but that doesn't mean that uh, it's not right for everybody else it just isn't right for you in your relationship and i feel like a lot of people you know what i'm saying they take what was meant for them in their personal journey and they turn around and then they say hey well this isn't right for me so this isn't right for you no baby this just isn't right for you okay but you don't have the monopoly over here at what point did i burn this blanket this is crazy anyway this isn't you know what i'm saying so we can't um you know push our our limitations on other people and don't allow other people to push their limitations off onto you either okay make sure that you stand boldly and courageously in your truth okay no matter what anybody else says if it is something that you and the head over your life said this is what we're going to do that is what you do and you don't move from that until the supreme of your life says otherwise until you feel within you that this doesn't resonate with me anymore and if it doesn't resonate with you then you put it down and you move away from it and you can share your experiences you know what I'm saying as you travel along your journey But it's not for you to tell other people that just because this didn't work for you or this doesn't resonate for you anymore, that it doesn't resonate for them either. Okay? Or that they're wrong for doing it. No. Let people come to their own truth in their time because their truth may not be your truth. Who knows? Two years from now, I may want to put my tarot cards away and be like, I'm done with it. You know what I'm saying? Two years from now, I may put the Bible away and say, I'm done with it. Like, we don't know. But I know that I'm going to move authentically and move with what resonates for me. Right? So, I just wanted to kind of get that out the way. Even though I didn't mean for that to uh, take as long as it did. I really just wanted to get that kind of out of the way to just to encourage you to just, you know, follow whatever spiritual guidance works for you. Um, because that's very important in the topic that I want to... i that was given to me um, to kind of like help me, right? So, I was talking to my mom the other day. And, um, well, actually a couple weeks ago. A couple months ago, I'm sorry. And she was talking to me. And she was saying to me, "Um, somebody was saying something to her. And they were talking about how... Like, she needed to love her neighbor as she loved herself. And they were using that scripture to, like, um, rebuke her or whatever. And so, I just want to read y'all the scripture real quick. It's Matthew 22, 37 to 39. And it says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, and the second commandment, and the second is like unto it: Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And so, I at the time was really kind of just harping on, you know, uh, how can you love your neighbor if you don't really love yourself? You know what I'm saying? And I was like really harping on that because people love to say that as if it gives people the right to offend you, to hurt you, to manipulate you, to cross boundaries with you. And then you're just supposed to forgive them. You're just supposed to love them anyway. And I don't necessarily believe that to be true. Okay. Um. I definitely believe that you can love from a distance. But I don't necessarily believe that when people hurt you and they use you and they continue to, you know, do crimes against you, that you're just supposed to continue to turn the other cheek. I I, I really kind of just don't believe that to be true, um, you know. But that's just me. So I was talking to my mom and I was telling her, well, in order to love your neighbor as you love yourself, like, if we're using the word love here, like you have to love yourself. And like if you don't love yourself, you know what I'm saying, how can you love your neighbor? Like that doesn't really make sense. You know what I'm saying? We be focusing on other people before we really focus on ourselves. And I know for me personally that's something that like um I be having to like overcome in my life. You know what I'm saying? Putting other people before me because in doing that, like the analogy That you know I received is like I have a garden, and you have a garden, and so I have you know I'm saying my water pitcher, and I'm supposed to be watering my garden, but I'll take the water out of my water pitcher, and I'll go over to your garden, and you know I'm saying I'll water your garden. So your garden is being watered by you, and by me. Right, and so because my, uh, um, your garden is being watered by both you and me. You don't need all the water from my water pitcher, so I'll go back and water my my garden with whatever's left over in the pitcher, right? But so now, if you look at it, like, your garden has, is getting, um, the other person's garden is, is, like, flourishing, right? It's got green grass everywhere, it's got fruit trees up, it's actually really quite beautiful, whereas my garden over here is very much looking destitute, very much brown, very much patches, very much withered trees, okay? It's giving life support, right? And so because I've been watering your your garden, yeah, I can come over and get like fruits from your tree if you allow me to. But I'm looking at your garden like, dang, why is your garden flourishing? And mine looks like this. Then I'll be like, oh, dang, I've been investing my water over here why you're not investing your water over in my garden because i've been watering your garden well whole time i'm watering your garden you watering your garden now your garden is flourishing you gotta like cut the grass pluck the weeds tend to the vegetables tend to all this stuff so you don't even have time to come over to if you choose to to like tend to my garden because you're so busy dealing with the abundance that was created by me helping you to water your garden and so um i hope that makes sense because like a lot of times i tend to see things very i tend to see things visually and so now i'm going back to my garden feeling rejected feeling left out feeling used but whose fault is that because why wasn't i tended to my garden first and then giving you what i had left over Like, it has to make sense at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's just something that, like, a lot of people do is that we will sit here and we will take care of other people believing that they're going to take care of us the same way, but that's an expectation that we put on them. That's not necessarily something that they can do. I mean, they can, but, like, that's not something that they have to do, right? It's your garden, which makes it your responsibility. It's my garden, which makes it my responsibility. So if my garden is withered and it's broken and it's disgusted and it's dry, whose fault is that? That's my fault for not watering my own garden, right? And so I think that that analogy is so important because like we really do give to other people before we give to ourselves for a lot of different reasons. We may be people-pleasers. We may get something out of it um, emotionally by tending to other people. We may be afraid to tend to our own garden, right? Because by tending to our own garden, we got to pull the weeds up over here. We got to, like, take the time to nourish, take the time to encourage, take the time to learn truly about ourselves, take the time to be alone in order to do it, to toil in our own gardens. And for some people, that's really hard to do. I think as a society, we're conditioned that being by yourself uh, is a negative thing. For wanting to be by yourself is a negative thing. Because I think that community um, relationships is something that is like kind of shoved down our throats at like an early age, but I think there's a way that you can balance it out so that yeah, you're you're spending enough time alone, but you're also participating with community and in having healthy relationships, you know. Um, so keep that analogy in mind, right? As we relate back to this scripture, right? So it says, "Thou shalt love." the lord thy god so your god so whoever that is to you right with all thy heart with all thy soul with all thy mind this is the first and greatest commandment so when we first look at like who am i right who am i you have to look at where you came from and you that's not just you know you analyzing your ancestral team your ancestral you know past it's about you also Figuring out who is the head over your life, for lack of better terms, right? Who is the who is the quote unquote god of your life? What does that relationship look like? Because that is first and foremost, you have to be able to uh, have something that's that you're following that's greater than you, something that you are. Uh, I really don't like this word submit, but like something that you are submitting to, something that you're like, um, I can do nothing. I gotta say I can do nothing outside of you. And even with that, I kinda am leery with seeing that because I believe it takes two. I believe it takes a God of your understanding and yourselves to make things happen. Um, because you know, we'll we'll pray to our ancestral team, we'll pray to our 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 guides, our guardian angels. Um, we'll we'll pray to spirit, we'll pray to God, we'll pray to whoever to help us because they're in the spiritual realm. And we're in the physical realm, right? And so what it is, is we're trying to pull down from the spiritual realm into the into the natural, into the physical realm. So we need something, someone in the spiritual realm, helping us to curate so that we are able to pull it down here, right? So you need something. You need to be connected to something so that they, it can help you to curate and then bring it down. Again, my opinion, but... Uh, Right? And so that is the first and greatest commandment. Love your God, whoever that is for you, the God of your understanding, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Metaphysically, heart means subconscious mind, soul means consciousness, and mind is your being, right? And so when we talk about love, love is metaphysically the greatest harmonizer and healer right Uh, love is something that sees good in everything and in everyone Um, divine love loves for the sake of loving it's not concerned with who it loves or the return of love Um, it loves simply because right just because So I think that we first have to understand that whoever your God is loves you like that. I see good in you. I love you. You don't have to earn my love. There's nothing you can do to have it or to lose it. Like you're worthy of my love, right? That's how the divine sees us. You're worthy of my love. You don't have to earn it. You won't ever lose it. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing you can do that will separate me. I love you. I love you just because. And if we can come to a place where we can embrace that truth. If we can come to a place where we can have faith in that. Right? Then it's going to be easier for us to love ourselves. Because if if I can understand that the divine loves me in a way that like nothing. I mean nothing. In a world where everything is conditional. In a world where you have to earn everything. In a world where you have to prove everything. Prove your greatness. Prove that you're worthy. Prove that you're good enough to be chosen. In a world like that. There is something that is saying, you don't have to do that with me. I love you just because. I accept you for who you are. You don't have to do that for me. I see good in you. I know you don't feel good. I know that you go through depression. I know that you're angry. I know that you're broken hearted. I know that you're upset. I know that you're struggling. I see that you're worthy. I know that you don't feel worthy. You are worthy. I love you. Believe in me. I love you. 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 I won't change. I won't change. I'm going to be consistent with you. I'm going to stand 10 toes down for you. I love you. I'm here for you. I adore you. I love you. I need you. I support you. Well, we can wrap our minds around that. something that loves us with its whole mind with its whole subconscious with its whole consciousness with its very being and i look at you because looking at looking at yourself is looking at the creator looking at yourself is looking at the divine looking at yourself is looking at spirit. Looking, whatever it is that is your God of your understanding when you look at yourself that's what you're seeing. You're seeing yourself being handcrafted, handmade, chosen. You. When you look at your eyes You see the mothers that have come before you, the fathers that have come before you, the people who have come before you. And they all lead back to one source, whoever that is for you. When you look in the mirror, that's who you are seeing. So when you make your affirmations, I am this. I feel great about myself today. I am love. I am happy. I am joyous. I feel great today, I'm going to have an amazing day, I am magnetic, I call unto me all that is great in this world. When you say your affirmations, that's you and your creator creating magic together that you creating and sending ripples out into the universe that is being able to shift and shape your reality your subconscious that's what is happening that's what is happening that's why speaking is so important that's why speaking your authentic truth is so important there's so much like power in your voice Simply because if you look at it like your voice is a vibration and so your vibration is going to call and trigger other vibrations. And so the more that you stand in your truth, the more that your vibration is going to reach where it needs to reach in order to bring to you things that are for you. But if you're not standing in your authentic truth and you're just speaking, yeah, you're going to bring stuff to you because that's just what happens. It's going to come to you, but it's not going to be authentic for you. So it's not really going to, it's going to have, it's going to hit on some levels, but it's going to miss on some other ones because it's not authentic to you. Right? And so... If you're having a hard time loving on you, right, I just want you to remember that there's something out there, right? Whoever it is for you, divine source, the mother, the father, okay, your honorable ancestors, the Orishas, whatever it is that you call upon in your time of need, okay, loves you without limitations without borders right and so because of that now and when you're able to receive that love you're able to love yourself the the right way and because you're able to because really you're when you receive that love you're able to mirror it back right and so when you mirror that love back then it becomes uh like an affinity signal signal si- symbol it constantly keeps coming back and forth. It just keeps coming back and forth. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love. It just keeps coming back and forth. And so because of that's why, uh, in my opinion, it says love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Because like you have to first be, that's your first step. I first have to receive your love. Didn't love you that way then I'm able to take that and love myself that way. Because the moment that we're able to receive the love from the divine, and then give that love back to the divine, divine, and then love ourselves that way, we're able to look in the mirror and be like, I love you. I know that you don't feel great today, that's okay. I still choose you every day. I still support you every day. I'm still proud of you every day even in this even when i feel like the world is against me i still love you When we're able to mirror that back to ourselves when we're able to see the good in ourselves despite everything that we may feel like doesn't really work for us when we're able to do that then we're able to give it to other people now the caveat to that Does it mean that I'm like, okay, well, shoot, this person over here keeps hurting my feelings. I keep saying, hey, I don't like that. And they keep doing it anyway. And so I'm just supposed to keep loving them like I love me. No, 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 no. No. Because even with yourself, I believe that you need boundaries. Okay? I believe that you need boundaries. And I don't know about you, but I definitely have boundaries with myself. I'm only going to allow myself to go, but so far off to the left and so far off to the right. Okay, at some point I got to be able to rein it in, reevaluate and shift and move and pivot as I need to see fit in a way that's gonna continue me on the path that's gonna take me higher up, not lower. You know what I'm saying? I have a boundary where I won't allow myself to drink every day, I what what am I doing that for? How is that helping me? That's not helping me, it's something that I used to do. Which is why I don't do it anymore because it's not serving me. It's a boundary that I have set in place. You see what I'm saying? And so because I have boundaries with myself because I love myself enough, I have boundaries with other people as well. And because I have boundaries with myself and with other people, my boundaries protect both me and them. Because if I don't have any boundaries with you and you continue to do things to me that I don't like, eventually I'm going to pop off. And nobody wants to experience anybody popping off on them when it's preventable. Boundaries. And when someone isn't respecting your boundaries, hey, I love you. But like, I love me. And this isn't working for me. So we need space, so we need distance, okay? Maybe we can reevaluate this relationship later on when we've both done some healing, some changing, some transmutation, but like right now, this is not not. This is not healthy. And that's love, right? Love is not all peaches and cream and, and sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes love is doing what you don't wanna do or doing what's hard to do okay sometimes love is having hard conversations with yourself and with other people right because yeah great love is the great the great harmonizer yeah it does bring peace and harmony and freedom in healthy relationships yeah it does yeah it does but every relationship takes two people you and somebody else And if that somebody else isn't willing to do the work, then maybe you got to love yourself enough to move away. Okay? So, I think that's really all I wanted to say about that. Right? (laughs) That's that's really all I wanted to say about that. And then I feel like, um, hold on. So, you need to figure out the ways in which um, how you love yourself, how you receive love, how you give love, right? That's important for you to find out. Um, It's important to figure out how you and the guiding of your your understanding, how you guys are going to, or overstanding, should I say, are going to communicate with each other. Um, Do you have boundaries set in place? What, um, I almost said strongholds. That would be an interesting term to use in this, but what is keeping you from having the relationship with the divine that you see fit? Like, the relationship that you have is it something that was tailor made for you, or is it something that somebody else said this is what it's supposed to look like? You know, I think that. The reason why, um, you know, when you look at, like, religion and Christianity and stuff like that, why some people end up falling away, excuse me, and moving on to something else is because it's it's really rigid. It's really, like, so many rules and stuff. And that works for some people, but um, for other people it doesn't. And so I, I honestly believe and I felt this way back when I was in church. That uh, I was asking myself then, like, what does my person, what does this relationship look like for me? What does it feel like? And I was just stuck in the mindset of what everybody else was saying. And so I really just want you to begin to embrace your truth, embrace how you receive love. Because you know, there's five love languages there's like receiving of gifts, um, like acts of service, physical touch, quality time words of affirmation and how and there's a test that you could take online you could do like look at the five love languages there's also another one called like uh the languages like five uh five apology languages that's really important too um because you need to know what other like you need to know what that's like right like how if you're in a relationship with somebody you know what I'm saying? And they do something that offends you, how does that translate for you? What do you need in order to feel like you can forgive them? Hold on. That's important for you to know too. But like, look at the love languages. Um I know for quite some time um, before, I think my top one was, uh, quality time, um, and then words of affirmation, and they kind of, like, switch up. Um, I believe that we need all five love languages. I also believe there's a six love language food, um, uh, which would be my top one, feed me, but, um, I believe that we, we do, on a serious note, I believe that we do need all five, um. But the one that resonates with you the most is the one that you're really going to like be like, dang, this person loves me when they do these actions, you know. Words of affirmation are are you encouraging yourself? Um, are you loving on yourself? Like, um I recently uh did a three day fast and it was my first three day fast I've done in years. And I didn't even start off small. I I really just did three days Um, and which looking back at it, like even when I was done, I was like, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. But the whole time I was encouraging myself the whole time I was like, I'm so proud of you. This is easy. We got this. This is nothing whole time. I'm not eating. I'm just on a fruit fast drinking, right? Drinking fruit juices and stuff whole time. Learning more about myself, being open to receiving from spirit and, you know, moving, having spirit moving in my life and stuff so um you know words of affirmation that you got quality time is a time that someone's spending to you spending with you yeah you can i personally believe it's quality over quantity and so the time that you're spending with somebody is it beneficial to you do you really feel connected during that time how do you spend time with you are you In your room by yourself or in your living room, just scrolling on your phone? Is that really quality? You know what I'm saying? Are you doing something that you enjoy doing? Like, I could be sitting in my room reading a book and listening to music. And for me, that's quality time. For me, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Getting lost in a book, just chilling out, vibing out. Like, that's it for me. You know? Then you got physical touch. Like, are you uh yoga could be considered physical touch because you do touch yourself when you're doing yoga um masturbation could be a sign of could be physical touch um you could hug yourself you could give yourself foot massages that kind of stuff that's um that could be said could be considered physical touch for yourself um acts of service what are you doing for yourself that you don't really want to do you know How about making your bed up in the morning or, um, yeah, making your bed up in the morning or going to the gym, you know? That's something that's being of service to you that's really beneficial for you, you know? And then we have the receiving of gifts. When's the last time you just bought yourself something just because I've gotten in the habit of buying flowers for myself and for my ancestors, you know what I mean? Uh, something as simple as that, like how are you pouring back into yourself? How are you nourishing your garden? How are you taking the love that you're receiving from the divine and pouring that back into yourself? And then if you're having a hard time receiving that love, why? Why are you having a hard time believing that you're worthy just because? Why are you having a hard time believing that you're loved just because? Why are you having a hard time believing that you don't have to do anything, anything at all? Nothing extraordinary, nothing ordinary, nothing minimal, nothing. You don't have to do anything. Why is it so hard for you to believe that? Where did that come from? Why is that playing in your mind and in your subconscious? Where did it come from? That's shadow work, right? Getting to the core of that. And in all honesty, I would pray to to have, because prayer is just a secret conversation between you, the God of your understanding. And so, you know, as I as I, as I I wrap this up, because I don't want to continue to drag this on any further, I would pray, and something that I've been praying is that God creates in me a clean heart and renews a steadfast spirit within me, that the divine help me with my unbelief. There's a story in the Bible where a man approaches Jesus. He's like, hey, my son, he's throwing himself in the fire. Homeboy is tripping. Okay? But I brought him to your people. The folks i have been walking with you, I brought him over there so that they could heal him and they couldn't do it. So now I am coming to you. Jesus is like, yo, what's good? Like I don't understand why y'all still struggling with this. Heals the kid. The disciples because all this happened in front of a crowd. The disciples pulled Jesus to the side later on and they like, hey, um, what's up? Like, you know why can't we do it and Jesus simply said you know it's your unbelief your unbelief couldn't do it And he was like well really all you need is like the faith as a must the as faith as little as a mustard seed and you can say to this mountain be ye removed and it will be removed and so the mountain is anything in your life that is bigger than you right so in this case in this scenario it would be God doesn't love me But all you need is a little bit of faith, a little bit that just says, No, God loves me, and I believe this to be true. And then the mountain will be removed. It will be removed. And then you'll know. And you'll believe that to be true with your whole heart, with the, all your mind, with all your hearts, with all your soul. You will believe that to be true. And so when you look at the etymology of unbelief, when you look at it like metaph- metaphysically, because even in the Bible, before Jesus tells them that it was a unbelief, um, he calls them a faithless and perverse generation. And then he tells them it's because of your unbelief. And so unbelief is caused by faithlessness and, you know, by you being perverse, which when you look at the word perverse, it's per and then it's a verse. So per means through, right? And then... um versus like something that's written down or whatever but it also like uh etym- etymology says uh to bend to a turn right so uh if faith is the ability to call something down from just believing that you can pull something down from the spiritual realm into the physical realm right is is that you're believing that whatever that you're actually wanting so in this case I want to believe that God loves me, but I just, I just don't, I just, I just don't have any, I don't have faith that God really loves me. And then you look at the term perverse, right? Perverse generation. That means there was a generation prior to it that did believe that, right? So like, it's just two of them together, which I, which, you know, I'm trying to be quick with it. So I know that one day we'll probably talk about that aspect of it some more but really you know perverse well really no no i don't want to go there but but really like um unbelief is really just you you not having faith you not believing right so i think that you know as a unit we should probably we will work on that and we will get to the place we are at the place where we believe that so that we can truly begin to love on ourselves to see ourselves as the divine sees us so that we can then love on our neighbors but first we need the divine we need to receive that love accept that love mirror it back to the divine love on ourselves that's it sometimes it just has to be you and the divine first that's it I think once we master that relationship or as we're mastering it, as we're mastering that relationship, other things will come into play. Other relationships that are more in line with us will come into play as we begin to set healthier boundaries and stuff like that. As we begin to heal and transmute, you know, go about our businesses. But, you know, in a nutshell, that's all I have for you today. Um, I want to thank you for if you're still here, thank you for listening. Um, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. Um, my personal page is Grace Ben U L. Um, Grace Ben U B e N N U, and then L E L. And then uh the podcast page is uh Me Authentically Podcast. Um, you know, you can look me up on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. I would love to communicate and chat with you. We also have journals available. So they're in both bios. So you can click the link. They're very affordable. Um, We're coming out with new things. So, you know, just keep in mind of all of that. Um, But yeah, so thank you for still listening. Thank you for being here. Um, I love you for real. I I really do. I love you and I want the best for you. And I can't wait to see how you embrace yourself authentically, how you continue to embrace yourself authentically. And if you want to be on the podcast or if you want know anyone that you feel like would be great on the podcast, like to do an interview, hit me up, slide in my DMs. Okay. I love you.